I'm never sleeping, you're sleeping if the cause of your death. Live by the cold too, I take my last breath. I'm never sleeping, I'll hunt you while you rest. We from the cook and still ain't nothing left. Ron Bullard, man, I'm here with another episode of Reality Realm with my co-host. Bosshog215 underscore Reality Realm. Hey, people, we are keeping it keeping it going, man. The train is still moving. This is episode 52. Um, we got a special guest here. Um, his name is Robert Ben. Um, he's an actor. Go ahead, man. Um, go ahead. Drop, drop some knowledge on the people about what you, what you got going on for right now. Ooh, I got so much going on. Uh, I don't know where to start, but I'm going to start. So I got a, uh, right now I have a current project called Blackwater Blues with Corin Nemec, Jason London, a uh, whole good cast of people. We actually filmed in Mississippi. We just came back out of Florida, signed autographs. This movie is about two brothers trying to find out who and where their mother is. Okay. It's a really good plot twist. It's really wonderful. Uh, other projects I did, I, I did The Upside with Kevin Hart. Uh, just did Mayor Easttown that was on HBO. Oh, my girl, I actually watched that show. Okay, all right, all right, cool. That was really good. We shot that. We actually shot that pre-COVID. So okay. we, we shot it in February. In March, we had to shut down and because it was supposed to be finished by April. So we okay. had to wait the whole year to finish it. Um, I do have a couple other projects I really can't talk about because they're bigger pictures. I'm already contracted and signed out for. So. Right. But right. I got right, cool. so much under my belt. That's cool. Bro, you, you had a question, bro? Uh, well, no, no, I mean, I, I, all right, okay. All right. So, um, so let me ask you this though, Rob, man. Um, when did you, like, when, when did you decide to go into that and to go into the actor? That's not something that every kid dreams or think that's attainable. You know what I'm saying? Coming from, you know, the inner cities, you know, things of that sort, you know what I'm saying? So like, how did you even get started? Let, let's get into that. So I, I always love when people ask because it's, it's a two part story. So one of my friends said, you know, Rob, he says, and this was actually after I finished, I got out of school. Uh, someone said, you listen, if you go with me, I got to go do this audition for this movie. I got to stand in line. But I don't feel like standing in line by myself. Why don't you go with me? I'm like, come on, dude. I said, I can't even take off of work this day. I don't even feel like it. I give you 20 bucks on my way. <laughs> so I wind up going down. And the funniest thing is, he didn't get picked. I did. Oh, and I, wow. <laughs> that's for that reason. So gotcha. first movie we did, the first movie, and it was all it was done was being an extra. First movie I did was uh, Rocky Balboa. Oh, really? Okay, okay. And my scene was a 30th Street Station scene. Rocky's talking to his son, and I'm just walking back. I must have did that take, I don't know, 40 times. And I'm sitting up here wondering, like, if I'm just walking, how's this right. take? And Rocky couldn't get his line the way he wanted it because... He wrote the script, couldn't remember it. So it was a long process all day, but it was worth it. After right. that, I got this bug, and I'm like, you know what? I think I want to do this. But then I had my son. So now I got this kid, and I'm like, uh, be a dad or be an actor. Right. So the dad was it. So I put my career on the line for a while. I said, I'm going to just sit this back. I'm going to be this dad. As my son got older, my son said, Dad, didn't you, when you were trying to be an actor or something, why don't you go back and do it? I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. And he was about 13, 12 or 13. So I said, yeah, all right, maybe I should go back and do it. I finally went back and I, I started getting in contact with all my friends I had before. Then I started doing a little more stuff, a little more stuff. Then I started getting speaking roles. Okay. So that's how it, it went from being doing extra work to doing major work. Then I did this movie called Equity with Anna Gunn. Uh, I did a movie called The Gift You Forgot to Open. I, and I started doing big stuff. 
next thing I know, I'm over there on Good Morning America doing stuff. And I'm doing little little projects for them. So it just kept going from small to small and got to big. Next thing you know, I like being in front of the camera, but I started like being behind the camera. So okay. then I started coming up with different ideas. So one of my friends, Corin Nimick, I said, we're going to start this thing, this thing called Skittles War. He said, the hell is Skittles War? I said, I don't know, but we're going to make it work. Next thing okay. you know, we made it work. It becomes the biggest thing out there. Now we got three seasons of it done. And okay. it's everywhere. People see it. And people, whenever we go to Comic Cons or whatever, uh, people always, the, the whole moniker, the whole wording is uh, no skills for Bobby. And it's like the whole is the whole idea is I just can't have Skittles. Even if people want to give it to me, Corin got to give it to me. So last year when we shot, we shot this video, he actually gives it to me. But inside the Skittles, the pack of M&Ms. So the saga continues. So okay. and it, it just kept opening up different doors. And that's when he said, you know, I got this script I'm writing called Blackwater Blues. I need you in. I need you to play the bodyguard. I mean, I need you to play uh, a biker from the Hannibals. I'm like, you know what? Say no more. I'm there for you. He said, you want to you read your script? Yeah, I'll read it when you send it to me. But no, I, no, I'm already hold, hold on a second. Hold on. That's the question I want to ask. Because I've <laughs> seen some photos. I've seen some uh -huh. photos that you want on, on the Harley. It look like the Harley Davidson. Yeah. What's, what's good with that? Can you really ride that shit? Or like, what's like, or is, <laughs> is that just photos? Like, what's up? So, so it was it was teaching, actually. They they wanted me to, originally they wanted me to ride in on, on the Harley Davidson. I was like, oh, okay, I could do that. That's not a problem. I got on this thing. It's like Chinese arithmetic. Like, huh. get it started. Feet here. Throttle here. All right, listen, we're going to just take a picture. And just call it a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I when I saw that, the first time I saw that shit, I said, oh, wait a minute. I said, yeah. what, 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 what we got going on? What did I miss here? I mean, I know it's been a while, but I just never I mean, got to I got to tell you, I did ride like maybe a mile. And after riding them, I said, this ain't even mine. So if I, if I bang this up, yeah. I can pay for this. Yeah. I said, we good right now. We real good. And I just said, we're going to just take these photos and call it a moment. But it was a good experience. And would I, would I honestly ride a motorcycle? Probably would. I ain't going to say I won't because any role will require me to do something I don't want to do. Okay. That's okay. fair. That's fair. So, okay. um, so, so, you know, one thing I, I wanted to ask you, just in, you know, in your speaking, um, I didn't even know it was such thing as having, I mean, I guess it makes sense having a speaking role versus, I guess, just having like a walkthrough or a cameo or something like that. Um, is there a certain level in the game you have to get to, to, I guess, to get to that level to be able to speak? Because like some people just come out the gate and they're just automatically, you know, cast it into a big role. And it seemed like you took the, you know, the steps, the proper steps to get to that. Well, I always tell people, start from the bottom to get to the top. So you ain't no way in the world you're going to be Denzel Washington tomorrow. Right. Ain't no way in the world. And I've watched people get one good role. As soon as they get that one good role, they do it. And then right here, they get ego. I'm a star. I got to put my glasses on. Next thing you know, I need this limo. I need this big apartment. And then what happens? Next season, there ain't no more show. And where you at again? Back at the bottom. But now if you, you work, you do your homework and start from the bottom. You got these steps. So even if you took a step back, you already know the process to get back to the top. So what I wind up doing was, even though the roles was coming in, I started saying, I want to work behind the scenes. So I became a producer. I became a director. So when people go to my IMDb, they'll see that I got director uh, parts. I have uh, producer parts. Because I didn't want to just be the actor. I wanted to do all scales of it. Because I said, 
if I don't want to do in front of the camera anymore, I'll be better behind the camera. And then even in this day and age as being an actor, it's harder It's harder waiting for Hollywood to knock on your door. Well, you're better off saying, I'm going to create the role that I want. As soon as you create it, people start coming to you. Right, right. Okay. So it, it, it's an it's a, it's a up and down roller coaster role. Okay, well, I got another question. Now, now, did you create the role of karate expert? And you know why I'm asking you that. Now, 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 I, you know what? I'm not going to. Hey, hey, Chris, listen, I'm going to tell you. I'm, wait, you know, wait, first of all, who the hell is karate expert? I, I, no, wait, they, no, that, <laughs> that's not an actual character. <laughs> that just threw me all off. <laughs> I was asking you, did he do this? Because back when we was in high school together, you know what I'm saying? It was a situation. Now, I'm not going to mention who the dude's name is. I'm going to keep oh, his name. You got to mention this guy's name. Cause... Uh, well, well, you know what? I'll just say, I'll give his initials. His initials yeah, JC. There you go. JC right. and, and, and this man right here, they had, they had like karate kid wars in the middle of the classroom while everybody was in there. And the shit went on for a couple minutes until he felt it needed to end. And when he... He meaning this this dude right here when he felt the need for it to end, he karate kicked the bullshit out this cat right in his nose and mouth, knocked him to the floor. He laid there for about a good ten minutes. This shit, and then I think I think you know what it's like. It's like now when you be on when you be on fucking on the internet, you see you you, you see a video and, and, and they slow it down. And you hear that voice go. It was right about now. He knew. Yeah. <laughs> He knew he fucked up when he caught that kick in the face. When he yo, and when he finally got himself so he could get up, he left that classroom with haste, and that's reality. <laughs> oh my god, my so, hair. Right. So so basically, so you you was training to do uh training to do action scenes back then, I guess. Then, huh? <laughs> well, you know what? Back in the day, back in the day, you had two choices: either it was working or you took up a trade. Well, we had three choices in my house: you work. You better go to school. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we didn't do all that. Or take up a trade. Well, <laughs> there was either two things. It was tap dancing or there was karate. I wound up taking up both. So okay. I did karate the most. I love karate. So I did that for a while. So we had this guy, JC, and he kept saying, oh, I want to learn. I want to learn. So I'm start te- I'm basically teaching him how to, how to block. So I said, we're blocking. And it was good because I said, all right, you're getting better. So I'm going to teach you how to do kicks soon. Let me tell you, he didn't move fast enough when he got this kick. <laughs> it was a roundhouse spin kick. And all I know was he was on the floor. All you heard around was like, yo! And <laughs> he was flat on the floor. And Cash would just look like, really? And then and and not to even not to even go there, but in high school, <laughs> we all had we all had different reps. Mm-hmm. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't buy the rhyme. You buy the rhyme at your own risk. I promised you, you was going to get slaughtered. <laughs> me. You know what? Me. Look, you know, hey, hey, Rob, not, look, not to cut you off, ain't nothing changed, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, ain't nothing changed. They used to call me Urkel in school, right? Uh-huh. So, so I was the one person who had a job. You talk about lunchtime, I'm taking everybody to lunch. We are Anna's Pizzeria. I'm buying lunch for people. And cats looking at me like, where the hell is this cat getting money? I would come in school, and by 11, 30, 12 o'clock, I, I got to go to work. The truck would come pick me up. And Cat's okay. like, Cat's like, who is this cat? And it was so different because we we didn't go to a normal school. We had freedom. Yeah. So, Wait, what school did I go to? 
Philadelphia no, Regional High School. Yeah, no doubt. It was, it was Philadelphia Regional High School, the first school before there was charter schools, before there was anything else. It was a school for potential dropouts. Yeah. It took, it gave people a second chance in life. And let me tell you, that second chance opened the door for all of us. And we all walked out with a high school diploma. The best part about that was we learned it. We became family. We became friends. And right. it's like, to this day, I talked to maybe a good dozen people. And the dozen I talked to are the ones who actually made some of themselves. Okay. Can't say the rest about everything else. But regional actually got me to where I'm at today. So that's it. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Now, now another another question I have for you, and then this is probably off the, just because you know, like, uh, I mean, how was it being next to Sylvester Stallone? Is he is he like is he a cool dude? You know what I'm saying? You know, like like what type of or did you even get the chance to interact with? him? So I got to interact with him twice, and they were two by mistakes. So every t- every time I would walk past him, he's like, uh, "Move that way." Uh, okay, my bad. Second time, when after we cut, he said, I said, what's up? He said, yo. He said, listen, I know you're walking, you're doing your thing, but do me a favor. Stay on that side. You look like a cool guy. He said, I'm a little afraid of you because you're a little bigger than me. I said, you could probably knock me out. He said, not with my arm. And, <laughs> and we, it was that good little thing. So each time that I saw him, he would give me that look. And every time the director would say one thing, he would tell me something else. So he was. Oh, he was okay, cool. I got you. All right, yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. man. So yeah, I couldn't accept nobody. So <laughs> now that, that's that. See, that's that shit. You know what I would have done? I'd have got both of them together. I'd have got them both. <laughs> like, 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 look, you telling me one thing, you telling me something else. Y'all gotta figure it out because I mean, look, I'm not gonna get kicked off this set. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, exactly. I, I to do a job. I want to finish the job. And mm-hmm. both of y'all got the authority to fire me, and I ain't trying to get fired. So listen. I'll figure you on that. That's for sure, for sure, man. It, it was a different game back then trying to be an actor because you stood in those long lines to have someone come out there and say, you, 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 we want. The rest of y'all, take your ass home. So it was, it was so different at that point. Now everyone wants to do online uh, submission. Everybody wants to go and say, I'm the superstar. Now I got to go get TikTok. I got to go get YouTube. But here's the fundamentals of what people don't understand. You can be a star, but the question is, are you star ready? Are you star material? Because I'm going to tell you now, you can get up there and say, I'm this new rapper, but your pants hanging down. Next thing you know, you got the weed and everything else. And the person I say is, who's hiring you? Did he? Probably. But that's it. You're not going to get a real person because you're going to be that star wonder for that month and next month, somebody else is going to knock you off your track. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel you on that because, I mean, you know, like like you said, the game has changed. Even in, you know, acting, I could believe that the same thing with rapping. Everything is everything is generation now. Everybody wants it now. Let's do it now. Let's do it now instead of actually taking those steps to grind to it. You know what I'm saying? And actually getting getting the experience that you probably need to be, to have longevity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I, no one I, I, I dug that on what you were saying when you were talking about, you know, being multifaceted in the game. Because, you know, let's yeah. say if you never get another acting role, you might get a producing role. You might get a writing yeah. role. Who knows? So you got you got so many different avenues to where as though you will stay in the game. You know, I tell people all the time, people say, why do you still got a nine to five? I said, I ain't slow. I said, when COVID happened, all my actor friends was at home drawing beards, writing checks. I'm right. sitting here collecting checks. So I didn't stop working. I said, well, OK, I guess I'm going to put this whole jumpsuit on, put this mask on. I'm going to wipe some ass today. And... Mm-hmm. 
I didn't I didn't care because I was still making a check. But then as soon as I got a call, like, Rob, we need you on set, got to go. Exactly. It, and it made me still look at because people will still hire me and they'll say, uh, how's your job? I'm like, my job, flexible. Just tell me what days you need. Okay. I fly in, I fly out, and I'm back to work. You know, and I hear you, man. I hear you. That's why, like, you know, anytime you see an opportunity where something could possibly bring you a check, like, yep. you know, just like when you say, when you need to take a drink, <laughs> you got to go head on and just, you know, pop the cork on something and just do your thing, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I tell anyone, anyone who got to this business, I love new actors because the first thing a new actor say to me all the time is, yo, old head, I say, that's why I won't hire you. He said, can't you write me something? You call me old head one more time. I'm going to write you something, but I promise you, you will not get in Hollywood with it. And and it's different because I we come from that old school. We, we, we touch in 50. All the stuff we learned back in the day, we want to actually take it to our future. So when I'm on a movie set, you're early. We ain't never coming late. I want to sit there and let me meet the director and the executive producer. Because those yeah. are the two people I need to talk to the most. After oh. all that said and done, the next day comes, I will rob you. Scene might be done, but how about you come and stick around tomorrow? We might write something in for you. Bet I'll be there. When I did um, Good Morning America, I'll never forget it. I'm sitting in there at Good Morning America, and I, and, and I got in there. The first time I went to Good Morning America, I'm just an audience. And a woman said, ah, oh, the big fat guy's in my way. And the... Um, she said, wait, she said, what? She said, the big fat guy in the way. And Tom Kelly, wow. he's the... Tom Kelly is the warm-up guy. Now, we are best friends. Mm. He said, uh, ma'am, mm-mm, we don't have that here. Let's get to stepping. They moved me up front. Now, they moved me up front. Mike Strahan looked at me and says, hey, bro, what's going on? I don't know. What's going on with you? He said, no, nah, I'm just checking. He said, I see you up front. I said, I need an extra chair because my thigh couldn't fit in the other one. Now I'm making jokes. The executive right, right. producer, Good Morning American, name is Fonzie. He said, yo, you know what? Come back a couple more times. I got something for you. So I went back maybe the fifth time. He said, do me a favor. He said, we got this show called Race versus Abrams. I need you to show up that night. It's the pilot episode. I need you there. They get me there. I'm out there talking to Grace, um, Nancy Grace and Dan Abrams. And he gives me a look. We have a question. As soon as the question comes up, I stand up. I answer the question. Okay. I ask the question. And then everyone sees me. Next thing I know, they said, Rob, I need you to come back tomorrow and then the next day. Then I'm at The View. I'm at uh, uh, Ryan and Kelly. Now I'm getting paid to ask questions. So okay. if, if you see some of my pictures where I'm on Good Morning America talking to Jennifer Gardner and these psychic twins or whatever, I'm always on because I got hired. Right. That's but it. you sell yourself to get to where you want to be. So now, and that's, that's another good question. You know, I always wonder that, man. So you just kind of answer my question, but I just want to throw so people actually get paid to be in these audiences. It's not like somebody just paid to get a ticket and then, you know what I'm saying, you know, in the audience and then they ask the questions and you happen to be the lucky person. It's kind of like planet. That's what it sounds like. Well, there's actors in the audience. Okay. So, and, and a lot of times, uh, actors already know, you will get pre-questions the night before. And okay. you have to have the answers and everything. So they already know who to talk to. So while they're nice. sitting there, your name's already on the card. Uh, we want to ask uh, Robert Ben about uh, he has a question for such and such. And I'll have a good question. So my question would be good. So they'll say, do me a favor, wear a nice color, bright shirt. I will so wear a pink. Stick out. Okay. Right. They'll, and then they'll match my shirt with the back with the background colors. 
So don't think that they're just audience members. Sometimes there is, but a lot of times they're actors. And so, we ask okay. the questions. So, so when they, okay, so the production of a show is really in depth because it kind of, I mean, right down to the audience members who ask the questions. Let's see, now this is something, this is something that, like Chris said, we kind of always wonder, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we never knew if this was if this was just by chance or was this something that was laid out. And from what you're saying, it sounds like this is this is the blueprint, you know? Like yeah. they actually sit down and they and they and they and they lay this shit out, and that's mm-hmm. that's bro, that's that's good information right there. Yeah, that's, for that's, sure, definitely for sure. I mean, I, hey, when I first heard it, I'm like, y'all want me to do what? They said we got money. I said, okay, you got sucker. I'm right here for you. <laughs> Man, money talking bull and BS runs a marathon. You already know that, man. And no doubt about it. Marathon every day. So, and another question I wanted to ask you too, while we get into this industry stuff. So, you might not have the answer to this, but sometimes is that the same thing with certain roles? It's like this is like a cookie cutter cookie cutter movie for such and such, and we're not going to give anybody else another shot. I mean, you might not know, but maybe do you feel that way or something like that, or? Um, all right, I can answer this question in, in tenfolds. Okay. So you can you can get a part, right? Now I'm real particular about reading scripts. When you before you give me a script, I see who the director is, I see who the writer was. Let me find out what you wrote. Let me see what the director directed before. I've had scripts I turned down. One director said, Listen, it's a B movie. I said, Am I the killer, the drug dealer, or I'm gonna be nude? And the guy said, Really, why'd you ask all that? So because there's only three things black people don't want to be. Especially in the B movie. Okay. I'm like dying this week. Because I want to know if I'm going to be able to come back. And then I read this one. The guy said to me, he says, no, no. He said, it's going to be really good. You're going to be in the bar scene with this cat. Y'all going to be talking. They all leave together. Uh, Oh, okay. So, wait. How's this going? What kind of bar is it? Then I read the script. No, no, I can't do this scene. And the guy's like, what? We got a whole hands of kids. No. I don't care. I mean, you ain't giving me enough money. It's a B movie. It's not an A movie. It's not a top list movie. So I said, okay, maybe I'll get comfortable when I'm getting $100 million. I ain't comfortable. I'm just saying right, that. Right. Okay. Then I got a movie where I had to kill everybody in the whole scene. No. Because I got I got a whole bunch of um, fans that don't see me as a killer. I don't want to be that guy who sits up there and spray a whole room, and the next thing you know, gun week comes on, Stop the violence. And what picture is comes out? My picture with I killed everybody. Right. <laughs> I, I don't want that. But but then I, I'm also I don't mind being the rom com guy, uh, the romantic comedy. I don't mind being that guy. But at the same time, uh, give me great lines. I like a great writer to write good stories. But oh, I'm gonna oh, tell you now, it's wait harder. A wait a minute. Let me stop you one second. I just thought you know what you just said just sunk in. Hold up. Let's back okay. up a little bit. Now, you ain't mind being the troublemaker in that clip you sent me. You <laughs> well, well, I guess he said if you pay like you wait, then you can stay, baby. <laughs> that, that must be what it is, because he came up in there in that art gallery, and he fucked the whole night up. Everybody was in there. <laughs> now, 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 let me tell you about that movie. So, so that, that TV show on Amazon Prime is called Delay Gratification, season one and two. Season one, I was a strip show coordinator. All right, now, first of all, the girl comes in and she's a, she want to make extra money. So I'm like, hey, you got your stuff? All right, well, come on, listen. I want you to go in there. I want you to be able to dance. Put your stuff on and Wait, come so, back. So, so you was running a strip club? Right. So I was okay. going on dancing right. at home. 
Second season come around. Backstory is that I was in jail. I came out of thug. I got jail. I got henchmen with me. And I see the same girl. I'm like, uh, Rose Petal, is that you? Mm, you still looking for work, aren't you? Then her boyfriend comes to see me. He's like, man, she told you she ain't doing it. Wait, you don't even know you. Like, yes, she does. Then I had to get tough. So then I got my henchman and I pointed like I was about to shoot him. And then everyone said, What happened? You was a good guy in the first season. I went to jail. Jail changes the person. But I did that because the director and I, we we good friends. And I said, you know what? I, I need to do different, different types of roles. Cause I'm always doing the guy whether I gotta sing at a at a at a funeral or whatever. I'm always that kind of guy. Right. So to be that guy to play the villain, I was like, I'm kind of comfortable. So when when the when um when Blackwater Blues came up and they wanted me to be a biker, uh, I'm gonna tell you now, I got to whip ass. I was like, this is actually kind of comfortable. I like this, but it was hey, different. Man. I had to lose the weight, I had to gain the weight, and I had to I had to play the part. But I started learn to be different roles that I needed to be. So, so wait, when, when is Blackwater Blues going to be available for viewing? So originally it was supposed to be out day before yesterday. And we thought we had the editing, the editing down and everything. But it was a couple of snags in it. Um, I promise you the pilot, the pilot presentation comes out at least August 1st. And I, I promise you when you see it, you're going to love it because not only... Not only am I in it, but not only do you get to see it, you get to see Corin Nimick, who you've seen in Parker Lewis Can't Do, Stargate, Supernatural, stuff like that. You've seen this cat. Matter of fact, he's he's in all the Lifetime movies called The Wrong Dad, The Wrong Cheerleader, The Wrong Killer. He's in all those types of movies. Okay. And to work with him was, it, it was different because I grew up watching Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Yeah, then we yeah. become, and then to watch this man work, like, I can't say no to this, but it's coming soon, and I, I can't wait for everyone to see it. It's going to be dope. So, can you say what platform is dropping on, so everybody, you know, whoever's tuning in, they can go ahead and you know check it out. That was going to be my um, question. No. Actually, it's funny because we got about seven different platforms that I could drop on. Okay. This week, we're waiting for the right person to say, "Yeah, we want you." So, okay. it's all so how about this then? You know what? The, the double down on that. Go ahead and shout your Instagram name, Instagram name out because I'm pretty sure you're going to shoot that up there when you do it. So that way they go to your page and they can go ahead and get you to view that one. So uh, Instagram is Robert Ben the Third or actor Robert Ben, whichever comes first. Um, matter of fact, matter of fact, my Twitter name is actor Robert Ben. So is my Facebook name, uh, Robert Ben the Third. So you can't miss me. And uh, oh, matter of fact, matter of fact, I actually have an interview coming up on on Friday called Chatbox with Sam. And that's going to be YouTube somewhere. We shot an interview a couple months ago after we came back from from Florida. From Yeah, from Florida, from sign autographs. So okay. that's about to happen. And I mean, I, between your interviews, I got so many other ones. And and it's so funny, someone just got me saying to me, they said, do you ever get tired of, of being you? I never get tired of catching a check. Think I ever get tired of being me? Yeah, who gets tired of that? <laughs> and if me to cash a check, I'm with it all day. <laughs> right. Every time I see a check, I keep saying, "Who Xbox or PlayStation?" That's where I stand. So, or yeah. right now, right now, I got the um, the Oculus. Okay, the, uh, the VR. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Even though you put this thing on, 
and you play certain games, I am not going to tell you that I ain't scared. Because <laughs> I'm standing, and I had to tell myself, psych myself, I'm standing in the room. I'm not on this cliff. I'm not on this cliff. Man, let me tell you, I didn't pee myself about that much. Because uh, I swear I was about to fall. Hey, yo, bro, like, he's telling the truth. Though. I played a couple of them VR joints. I didn't, like, you know how you see the funny videos? Like, I think it was Creed on uh, play PS4 when he had the VR. And they had punched the TV. I could see how they did it because I played it before and I almost did it. Listen, that guy in Creed, when you play Creed VR, I'm going to tell you now, I ain't scared of nobody. I swore he was JC. This guy's seven feet tall. Yeah, you dude, got- yeah, dude. Like, the, yeah, the virtual reality that you like, you're looking up, like, what the? Uh, yeah. You, <laughs> you see all the veins and the muscles this guy right. got. I'm like, please don't hit me. So <laughs> it took me a while to touch gloves. I'm sitting here like, nope, not going down. So I finally touched gloves. He hit me. My whole visor shook. My gloves shook. I had to take the visor off. Like, nope. nope. <laughs> it's fun, but you know what, though? You got to have the right amount of space to have that joint. Because I see how people, if they're not, if they're not in the right amount of space and you go to, because you start moving too, like you moving as you're doing this, because you're thinking you really, it's something that's really, like, it's, right. it's a mind fuck almost. Like, it, it gives you that illusion, like you're really there. Yeah, I played a zombie. Uh, I forget the name of the game, but I played a zombie uh, game on uh, uh, on on PlayStation's uh, one. Okay. And I, yo, yeah, that that shit. Like, I mean, you turn around and the motherfucker is like, it's like he right there. Right. Oh shit! <laughs> it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, you I, I took my off. Like, nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Let me go make. Let me go make some. Uh, let me go make some broccoli or something. This ain't working. That ain't going out. <laughs> when I tell you, I played a game. I played a game and I was done with it. I was cool. I was good. I said, yo, call me back when I can play a football zone or something. And then I'm like, shit, I might not even play. That'd be live. I, well, you know, I, I was thinking they should get the like the racing. I never played a racing zone. They should get a racing zone. That'd be live too. Yeah, that'd be hot. They have the Call of Duty one. And the Call of Duty one's so dope that when you turn around, you got your other guys behind you. So you literally shoot a guy in the head and everything. But when you get hit, oh, you feel that. You yeah. literally feel that shot. Dang. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But you know what, though? It's the wave of the future, man. Wave of the future. Definitely the wave of the future. I got one more question for you, man, on the industry side of things, and I'm going to let Ron go ahead after that and um, see if he got anything he want to ask. Is there anyone that you ever dream of working with one day? Just that one person that you actually can say, you know what, I got to work with this person before I stop acting altogether. All right, so I worked with Kevin already when we did okay. the upside. Um, I I did work with uh I did work with M Night Shyamalan when we did Servant. Mm, okay. My cousin is Yuki Washington. I haven't worked with him, and I mean, yeah, my cousin Yuki Washington. My third cousin is Denzel. I would love to work with Denzel, but that'll probably be when he's about seventy and he don't remember nobody. That's probably, <laughs> probably that's gonna happen. But if if I want if I had anyone to work with, and I think I've said this before to people, it'll be Samuel Jackson before he died. Okay. Okay. Because I, I can't. I can't even imagine being on set with Samuel Jackson all day without counting all the motherfuckers he said. Man, yes, they deserve to die. And I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> so I would love to work with him um, and because I work with a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people. I work with Anna Gunn from Breaking Bad. Okay. I wasn't. She was. She was horrible. Um, it is. It, some people you get to meet. Some people. You don't. I met Fred Williamson. Oh, oh shit, okay. Coolest cats in the entire world. 
Right. Fred Williamson. I met Roger from What's Happening. Oh, okay. Ernest Thomas. Roger, okay. We sat down. We had lunch. We talked. Coolest cat in the world. Um, Pam Greer. Oh. What yes. more can you say, man? <laughs> so, so, I mean, I've worked with some of the greatest ones, and but I always tell people, you realize the people you work with is just people. That's right. point. And we're having lunch with people. Ain't nobody different. I worked, I matter of fact, when I was uh, filling up signing autographs, I seen Dirk Benedict from the 18. And oh, sure. and we talking, and it's like we've been talking forever. But it's just amazing because a lot of people who get starstruck is like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I'm like, that man still put his pants on just like I do. So yeah. he goes home when he like signed, we all human. Right. When he signed autographs to take me your money, he's thinking of the rent he gotta pay. He's thinking of the car note, the mortgage, or whatever else. That's what that money does. Right. I tell anybody, ain't no difference. But if I could work with anybody, it'd definitely be Samuel Jackson. That's what's up. You know what? That's a hell of a pick right there. That's a hell of a pick. Let me ask you, Ron. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Before you ask him that, because, you know, we, we could break it up in a different segment, not segments, but different points of view on this one. Mm -hmm. If you had one person that you could spit a verse with, who would it be? Mm. I think I know the answer, but go ahead. Well, one person. So, so wait, is this somebody that got to be, it got to be somebody still among the living, right? No, it doesn't have to be necessarily. They could be dead. Because he's, I mean, he's still inspiring and, you know, you know, get to that top of the top of the uh, food chain. But if you want to take it there, we, we can make it fair. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I see, I can see you got somebody specific in mind. By what you just said, I can see you got you got a particular person in mind. But okay, so and I'm gonna try to see if I can map out who that is. So I'm not gonna go to nobody that's deceased. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep this amongst the living. And you said this person's still trying to get to the top of the food chain. Is that is that what did I hear that right? Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Somebody that's trying to get to the top of the food chain that I would spit for if I had a chance. Damn. You know what? I'm, you know, I'm going to say it like this, right, bro? I'm going to fuck your head up with this one. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to follow you down the rabbit hole. You trying to lure me. <laughs> if, I could, if I could spit a verse for anybody right now, I'd spit a verse for, uh, for P. Diddy. Oh, okay. Okay. I imagine okay. that's actually that's not a bad choice. That's money right there. That's money. That's money in the bank. That's I mean, good. If, if the same I question was posed to me, somebody, but okay. If the same question was posed to me, I probably would have to say, and that that was kind of. I see what you did there too. Okay. I see, <laughs> I, I see what you did there too. I see exactly what you did. Now I'm thinking, okay, all right. Well, you know, you know. I, I guess I had to be a homer. I would have to go with if he would even listen, because I don't think he'd listen to nobody anymore. And that probably would be hope. I mean, that's just obvious. Mm. Okay. But I don't think he would listen per se because he's on a totally different plane. Think about it. Hove Hove went and he gave um he gave Nipsey Hustle a chance and Nipsey went to him. So Hope kind of actually gave him a listen. So I don't know. Well, see, in, in my estimation of that one. Dell was trying to take over the West Coast because he knew Nip Nipsey had a buzz. Right, right, right. So Dell was his, okay, you from the West Coast. I'm from the, okay, I can do something on the West Coast and just kind of, you know, merge the whole thing together. He's, right. he's a stupid dude. So I, I think that's what that was about. And Nipsey was hot. So it wasn't like he was corny. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, okay, you hot and you on the West Coast. You got your thing going over there. I can just take that buzz, put it with the buzz I got going on the East Coast, whatever, and we can lock, lock this whole thing down. Mm hmm. 
Which, yeah, I, I think that was his thoughts, but I'm, I'm not that man. Because if I was, we, we probably wouldn't be doing this today. We'd be somewhere else doing it. <laughs> right. Um, but, but, I, um, but, you know, go ahead. I still would love to know who you thought I was going to say. Because I know you had somebody in mind. I just want to know who it was. Wait, so you, I mean, I had two people in mind. Actually, three. Damn. Okay. I want to know who three. you was. But one of them is deceased. That's why I kind of took that away. Already, already, I think I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, that Pac. Is. Okay. Uh, Pac, right. Eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Okay. Okay. I mean, and you know what? Those are three, three good, three good choices. Yeah, it's not right. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. No, that's something. That's something. You, you, you're doing something. If you can, you can get them to listen and really get on the same page, man. You never know where that's going to go. I mean, because I'm I'm sure hey, hey, you know. Shout out to my to my to my man MC8. You know, matter of fact, you, you know, Mister Mister Jia himself. You know, what I mean, shout out. To, and I see now, see now, you just started something. Now you over there shaking your head, bro. You got this. You can you can have it both ways. You know, what I mean, shout out to Big Shug. Hold your head, baby. You know, what I'm saying. And shout out to my nigga, uh, the one, the only Mister Tupac Shakur. Rest in peace. And rest in peace to Notorious B.I.G. as well. Legends. Legends, man. Legends on top of legends. Hey, Rob, man, I, got, I just got to throw this out there, man. Because, you know, during this podcast, you know, it's been, what, 50, this is our 50, 50 second episode. Mm-hmm. And I've known this guy since I've been 14. I'm about to turn 40 next month. So we got some time in, right? Yo, yeah, he got time in. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, 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 it's been a lot of rumblings lately of him liking Big and, you know, and being a fan of Big. Well, he wasn't. He couldn't stand Big. That's not true, man. He couldn't stand it. Don't believe the hype. No, hold on, hold on. I think I can help out with this. Because when we was in school, the one thing that Ron had that when Ron was in his own world, I used to always tell people, don't fuck with Ron. Ron was fucking smashing. Ron had his headphones. If Ron had his headphones on and you went to Ron, and there's many occasions I stopped somebody from going, and we have these, uh, we have these, these, these young cats, Christopher Walker. Not saying his name, but this young cat was like, "Yo, I was gonna talk to him." No, you see that man with his headphones on? That man's in deep thought with his music. Now, Ron had two things in school that you could not touch him on: two, music and his art. You talk about a, a phenomenal artist. Ron was it. Ron wrote this. He did this real big, this big picture. He used to hang in the hallway, and and it was a, uh, it was like, uh, it was almost like the creep show guy. Yeah, yeah, no Everyone would always say, "Who's the artist who did it?" Ron. Everybody like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's the big guy." Like everybody, you had love, but you had hate. But we only seen Ron get mad twice. And let me tell you, that's it. Ryan Good. Ryan down was like having a cheeseburger. He probably would have calmed down a little bit for a cheeseburger, but he was still mad. And it, it was so different because when Ron got into music world, you knew that was his life. And he would actually be sitting at them like, I think this cat phone will start writing rhymes and shit. <laughs> but we didn't ask. We didn't want to bother. But it was like, he was, Ron was almost like the guy from, he was almost like the guy from the blind side. Because you didn't see him coming, but you knew who okay, he was. Okay. So, uh, okay, all right, I got you, all right. And like Michael Orr. Yeah, and, and we all looked at this cat like, nah, what you think he gonna be when he get older? I'm like, well, we ain't trying to find the hell out. Like, I'm cool. And 
But when I I remember when I I seen Ron with his podcast, and I was like, "Yo, that's Ron." I said, mm, "That's my brother right there." Ron got his right. thing, and automatically I said, uh, "Whenever y'all need me, I'm on. I'm right there for you." Okay. And I said because I had so much love for this brother, saying like we went, we did everything through school. I stayed. I remember your mom had that brown car. I, like we went through everything, and and I always told people, I said, you didn't have friends, you had family. So Ryan became that that cat. So when music came up, I'm like Ryan gonna do some music. I said, I bet you Ryan ain't gonna do his artwork very long. He gonna do his music. Yeah, so, like saying it's like a little sugar night and shit, whatever. But that's besides the point. We ain't gonna get no all that. <laughs> hey, actually, Rob, I'm look, I'm still looking for my contract. I ain't see. I, I signed it once. I never seen it again. But that's besides the point. Look, I still think I'm under contract doing this. Honestly, <laughs> hey, hey, don't listen to that bullshit, man. He just right. See, see, see. You know what? You know what? There's, 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 there's shit, and then there's bullshit. I'll let you. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and put it there, and I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it alone. No, no, that's my OG though, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm still on the contract. It's all good, man. We in contract for like fuck it. <laughs> you got 52 episodes in. That's more than most people get. Most yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. We just was talking about that. Like, yo, how many people thought we actually was going to have it this long? You know what I'm saying? To be getting, you know, the type of buzz we're getting, you know? Right. So, I tell everyone in this business, in the music business, or podcast world, and podcast, I tell anyone. Buy your mics, get a good camera, get a good system, make sure your shit don't crash. I said, because right. if you do, the next podcast are like, gotcha. So, no, nah, and I'm going to tell you, you guys got 52 episodes in. That's a milestone that more people won't even ever get. Well, I appreciate that, man. I definitely appreciate that, man. That's big ups. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate man. Listen, look, it ain't been easy. It's been fun, but it ain't been easy. I'll tell you that much. So. <laughs> Listen, you ain't had to worry about COVID. Because I'm telling you, that's, that's true. We still ain't got to worry about it at this point. So, <laughs> all right. So uh, you know, we're gonna switch speeds here, man. And um, yo, once again, drop drop your uh all your tags again, man. Just so that way we keep that. You know, what I mean, keep that buzz going. Oh, uh, definitely. I always tell people this. If people always slip because they don't want to say I'm not getting Twitter. All my jobs, ninety, I'll say eighty percent of my jobs came in Twitter in the acting world. So mm. if you want your podcast to grow. You want your art to grow, your music grow, Twitter. My okay. Twitter handle is actor Robert Ben. I've been with Twitter since 2011. And I tell anyone. You're an early adopter, okay. Right. So I got the best jobs, the best friends, the best family, all on Twitter. Now when you go to Facebook, Facebook is what I like to call the kid zone. So Facebook for me is Robert Ben the third. So I can go put pictures out. I don't do too much socializing on Facebook because if I want to play with the kids, I. Right. But then when we go over to Instagram, is actor Robert Ben. Now that right there, everybody's in there. So I'm still trying to move around a couple of spaces and stop stepping on people's toes. Right. But when you when you look at all the the social media, you got I started taking the social media platform and all three of them. And what I do, I created my own. So now I got my own company called Ben One, where I'm a social media pro promotion producer. Um, I teach people how to get to where I'm at. I teach people how to get to your media, how to learn to do stuff to bring yourself out. I tell people, I'm going to teach you how to be you and how to create your stuff without waiting for Hollywood to knock on your door. Make them chase you. Create your content. Do the stuff that you want to do, but make them come to you. And do it so well that when you're ready to sit down and sign a contract, you're going to need three lawyers. 
Mm. Okay. Lawyer is going to automatically tell you, yeah, you should take that. Second lawyer is like, no, nah, he didn't give you enough of a deal. Third lawyer is going to be one to look over the other two and say, no, nah, this is the better deal we should take. Okay. Always tell people, when you step into this world and then no one's giving you something, you can go audition all you want. People tell you no. So, you know, what? I tell people all the time, no problem. I'll be back tomorrow. And I went on so many different auditions where I've gotten to audition. I went five times. The guy said, didn't I tell you we ain't got no parts for you? I'm sure you had something for me. I will come back. I'll see you tomorrow. And I will come back. He's like, fine, fine. The director said, I'm going to write him something then because he was hungry. And I wanted to get parts to something that I really didn't want to do, but I kind of wanted the credit. So next thing I know, I started saying, I'm going to start creating my own. And when I created my own, everyone started following me. Now people want to say, can I be in your next production? Can I do this? Or what can you help us do? Create. Gotcha. That's what's up, man. Hey, uh, hey, 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 bro, are we, are we approaching the red zone? Uh, no, we, 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 we doing pretty good. We got okay. about about a good 10 minutes left in us. Okay. All right. So we're going to speed through this. So uh, NBA Finals prediction. Definitely the Suns. Okay. Now, and, and, and I'm going to tell you the reason why I say the Suns is Okay. Get, get, get to it. Get to it now. Go ahead. I've been a Chris Paul fan forever. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and I've watched this cat get there and just get there. I never see him get it. I used to be a hardened guy. Harden started making me mad because every time he would get to the finals, he would just drop the ball. Talking like, about you, the conference finals, not the yeah. actual. Well, he did go to the finals with us once. He disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I, and I was like, nah. So Chris Paul was like my ride or die. I'm so happy to see he got here. And I said to myself, watch him take it. Now, I like the Bucks. Don't get me wrong. The Bucks are nice, but they ain't the Suns. When was the last time you see the Suns actually get to where they're at? 93. Well, who was really counting? Yeah, I mean, that was 20, what, damn near 30 years ago. Right. Now you got a good team with them. I, I see a prediction that they take it in, in the four, in game four. Oh. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see it in game four. That's big. You know, we're going to hold you to that. We, we, look, we got all your handles. We're going to start hitting you up. <laughs> I'm, I'm even going to sweeten the deal. If I lose and the Bucks happen to win, I take you both out for dinner. Oh. Solid. Wait, wait, at a restaurant in our choice? Wherever y'all want to go. Cool. cool. I can't say no more. I can't say no more. So you say if the Bucks win, we get dinner. All right, cool. Say less. Wherever y'all want to go. And I'll put and we'll venue it. All right. While we there. All right. You know what? We'll go live. We'll go live. All right. Matter of fact, matter of fact, you want to do that. If anything, we should do it at like a sports bar. Yeah, for sure. Definitely for sure. Yeah. For sure. Whatever you want, done. But you better hope and pray that they lose. I guarantee they won't. Well, no. So, you know what, though? Let's sweeten the pot. Oh, you want to No, because you just you made a bold prediction they're going to sweep. If they don't sweep, then you take us to dinner. How about that? That's easy. That's too easy. All right. Tell you what. I like that. I like that. If so, they, you're saying if so, are you not, so, if they don't sweep, then you got to understand the terms of this. If they don't sweep, that means the sun, you know, nah, I, I ain't going to do that to you. That's too technical. I ain't going to do that. I was about to, I was about to tell him, yo, if the sun's going to sweep and they still win, we still going to dinner. However, um, you know No, 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 look, let's, let's put it this way. If the Bucks happen to pull this off from what I saw from game one, 
I'll take you up on the offer. If the Bucks happen to win in six or seven, however it goes down, in five, however, if the, the Bucks win that series, then you take us to dinner. That sounds so petty, but okay, I'm gonna take that. Okay. I mean, that, that's only fair. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. I actually do think, I, in all honesty, I think the Suns are going to win it as well. I do too. That's why I'm just like talking shit right now. <laughs> I do. We all agree. I'm just talking shit. Yeah, I feel like it's going to win. I, I feel like it's going to win because of all the stuff that 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 uh, that they they hard. They work so damn hard at getting to where they at. I really was hope, praying for the Sixers to get there, but you know what? And I don't want to really go to with the Sixers, but Ben Simmons, listen, you you was on the bench for the longest. If you didn't create your game and figure out your game and all that crap when you sat on the bench and now you come out and you want to try to be the try to be the superstar player, you ain't. Joel Embiid is that. But when he's down, show your worth. And and everyone kept saying he should be traded. I'm like, I don't even gonna say he should be traded. I swear that he should be working the whole damn summer on his game. No, he should be traded, and he's not a. He's never been. A, he's, he's always been a starter. <laughs> the first time. He's always been a starter, but the problem with him is, is that I don't think there's enough effort put into what needs to to be great. Right, you can be I, good, I, but you got to put the effort in to be great. Well, you know, it's been a lot of rumblings about him. I mean, you know, I don't know. I wasn't there. That's what I always say on this on this shit. I, I'm, if I wasn't there to just say this is what it is or this is what it ain't. I got to put. I always start off my my sentence with this. You wasn't there. I know. <laughs> there. So, but I am saying this. I have heard that his work ethic is terrible, and that's, I heard that. And that's the reason why he is not improving. And yeah. when I heard that, I said, "Wow, he don't. You know, he don't listen." Like they say, he's. That's another thing they say that you know they try to give him advice. It goes in one ear out the other. So, this well, is, I knew I knew he was that type of dude when Kobe offered the training. I mean, he said no. Like. That's Kobe Bryant, man. Like, you take that. Jason Tatum took it. Jason Tatum is tearing the league up. Donald mm-hmm. Mitchell was there with Kobe. He tearing the league up. Certain yep. players who took that advice, it could have been something mental that he gave them. It might, it might not have been about their game per se, but the mental aspect helped them out tremendously. Oh, I agree. I truly agree. I think that if you, even if that was LeBron and said, come on, let me, let me teach you, you go. You go to these cats who've actually been there. You go to these cats who've actually done it. If, if Iverson said, I want to show you how to do what you're not doing right. You take that opportunity. For sure. But, yeah, but yeah. you know what that, that is? That's ego. His ego is is above him. And, and I've seen it so many times. I've seen people, I've seen basketball players, and I'm not going to name names. I've got tons of basketball player friends. Whenever you talk to them, whenever you go somewhere, the glasses on, the chain's out. And when you talk to them, they ain't thinking about what you're thinking. They're always like, what are you thinking of my gear? You think of my handbag, uh, Negro. First of all, why you got a handbag? I don't understand your whole plaid gear that you wear, but I ain't, I ain't there. Unless you carry the basketball in that joint, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Yo, listen, I was, I was, I was somewhere. I, I ain't gonna say where I was, but I was somewhere, right? I carry a wallet, small little wallet, little black thing. This guy, he pulls money out his little satchel. I'm like, you know what? I don't want my stuff right now. I gotta go. And the guy looked at me. What's wrong? This man, he got a whole satchel. He carried his money. I said, "Is your is your little is your keychain in there too?" I said, "You got kinds of what you got?" And he's like, "What?" I said, "Bro, we had wallets." He said, "Oh no, nah, bro, these imprint on your butt." I'm done. I remember. I don't want the water. We good. And, and I had to walk away because to me, it's like I don't care how much money you got. I am never going to sit there and say, "Hold, hold, I gotta get my man purse over here." 
and zip it off and, and count, hell no, I ain't doing that. Oh, but no, I just, I, I, yeah, I, I can't get jiggy with that shit right there, man. That, that, that just ain't me. Right, right, right. We gonna catch you with your with your uh, man person on you. Man, listen, you ain't catching me with a man purse. Uh, <laughs> a, a fucking like no, no, nothing that got to do with the word purse is gonna be a right. Yo. Or, shit, yeah, or bag, unless it's a goddamn duffel bag. <laughs> yeah, I don't fuck around. With it. I don't fuck around with it. Not at all. I can't do that. But yo, now listen, we are in the red zone now. Okay. So all right. Boom. So we are gonna close it out with this last segment for a couple. We're gonna you know give a couple thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edward Cagney Matthews. Uh, when keeping the races goes wrong, keeping the races goes wrong. <laughs> All right, so uh, you know what, Ron? I'm gonna let you throw this one off. How do you feel about it? Right, so, I actually seen the video, uh, I was real amazed because I'm looking, I don't care how many times your defense is, I was drunk. No, I'm not buying that because you was clear as day talking to him, you would talk to your cop, you kept calling your cop white. I don't hope that was your name because the cop knew you. And cops said, well, John, just go to your stuff. Did I like the way it went down? Nope. I like the outcome of it, though. Because the outcome was, one, don't get you, don't give your damn address. You ain't Batman nor you Iron Man. Two, did you think all the people was not going to show up at your door? Because trust and believe. Wait, what's his address again? Because I'm going to show up. Two, three, I love the outcome because the cops did exactly what they did. They arrested him. Um, the racist, the racist, the racism that we still have in this in this country, like the the KKK was marching in Philly, like oh. like it was nothing. So when I look at that, when I see that, we are now stronger in force. If we don't stop killing each other, we're stronger in force together now. A race, what he did, done. Matter of fact, you should move because your house ain't gonna be there. Your wife gonna divorce you, and your kids ain't gonna call you daddy no more. Matter of fact, they're gonna have a black daddy. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right, go ahead, bro. Nah, well, I, all I'm gonna say is, um, there's something that I said years ago when I first started doing videos, bro. When you fuck with lame niggas, you get lame results. Mm-hmm. This dude is the epitome of a lame. And if he's been, if he wants to try to blame it on the alcohol for why he did what he did. See, that's not a strong defense either because we all know nine times out of ten, 99 times out of a hundred, the truth comes out when you get fucking, when you get wasted, when you get all drunk and off the square, you can't control what you say and what you do. So now your shit ain't got a filter. So everything that you right. when you sober, everything that you could have kept aside that you didn't put in the air, that shit is just seeping out now. Like 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 yep. like a car with a fucking like if you ride over a pothole or something and it fuck the bottom of it and crack your oil pan and you see the oil just coming out the bottom of a car, right. <laughs> same shit right there. That's that's what that's what the the ignorance and the racism did with that fucking. You see, he almost made me. He almost made me take. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't go there. I didn't go there. But all I'm saying is, everything he did for all of that shit he talked. I felt hella good when he had to take that bracelet cuffed walk, and that's reality. I felt good. I'm gonna say, you know what, though, I'm gonna say like this, man. You know, I'm glad that I'm not gonna say I'm glad because you know nobody wants to see these type of things happen. It shouldn't happen at all. Bottom line, you know what I'm saying? But I'm glad the way when they pulled up at his crib, the way they pulled that off Mm -hmm. without having to do anything to him. Nobody else had to go to jail. We just gonna right. watch you walk out your own crib. You talking mm-hmm. all that crazy shit. 
We're gonna right. walk, walk, walk out your own crib and cuffs and tease the fuck out of you. Yep. That's the part that got me. Yo. It was like a line. It was like a damn soul train line. Everybody on the side throwing Black Lives Matter stuff at him. I'm like, yeah. listen, that's the best part I've ever seen. And then I think the part that when they were going to see out, John, bring them out, bring them out. I said, oh, this, this is comical, man. Yep. <laughs> this is comical, man. Look, I, look, we, we would love to keep this conversation going. But we are on a time crunch. So what we're going to do is we're going to cut this short. Um, you're more than welcome to come back. I really want you to come back, bro. Hopefully we can squeeze you in. I definitely want to come back. So y'all okay. call me anytime. I'm there. Done. Okay, cool. So with that being said, uh, Robert Ben. Ron Bullard, Chris Black. Go ahead, close it down, boy. Once again, I just want to say how much we love y'all for kicking it with a couple of brothers who put it down like no others. It's your boy, Reality Ron Bullard, my man, Chris Black, and my main man, Robert Ben. Well, you need a reality check. The reality realm is where you want to be at. We'll be back next week in the building, God willing, and that's reality. I'm never sleeping, you're sleeping if the cause of your death Live by the cold too, I take my last breath I'm never sleeping, I'll hug you while you rest Sweet from the cook, it still ain't nothing left